Yeah, every city should have a sphinx. Every city has a sphinx. Or should. <laughs> the Aaron K. Drew story. <laughs> Welcome to Neophile, the podcast where we do your favorite thing for the very first time. I'm Jedediah Johnson. And I'm Paul Hayes. And on today's show, Aaron K. Drew sends me to a magical forest on Indianapolis's east side where I search for this, that, and the other. But before we get into that, what's new, Paul? Ooh, well, I was telling you when we were doing mic checks that I stole a bunch of bricks. Uh Uh-huh, yep. I stole a bunch of bricks. (laughs) Great. <laughs> and so what I'm doing with those bricks <laughs> is I'm building a grill. Um, a grill? Not a girl. This isn't grill. weird science. No, it's not weird science. Hmm. If you were Can building I do a... that in science? Uh, there's a there's a movie called... Oh, I forgot. There's a movie called Weird Science where they build a girl. Oh, um, that's creepy. I, I mean, well, yeah, it is. It is. It's... Uh, it's one of those creepy 80s movies that like at the time you're like, oh, that's that's fine. Like Back to the Future. But then you're just like, oh, this guy's just trying to fuck his mom. <laughs> um, no, but that's cool. A grill, a grill for uh, a grill for all seasons. Correct. We're recording this on Memorial Day. The grilling of all grilling grill days. Yeah. The grilliest. And so, yeah, I've been I've actually been thinking about it for a while. And I finally found some bricks to grab and took them. And I got enough now. I got 140 bricks. Oh, I just have four to. short of a gross. I almost have a gross brick, <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you're saying. And uh, and yeah, so that's what I'm up to now. But what's new with you, Jed? I'll tell you what's new with me. This microphone that I'm speaking into right now. Tell me about it. Uh, the other day, uh, I had to record an episode of this podcast where I had to record four people's voices at once. In my quest to get new microphones... I found an old microphone, a used microphone here in Indianapolis at Arthur's Music, which is a very cool music store. It's been open for a long time, probably. I don't know. But they sold me this microphone. It is a Shure SM58 beta version. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because when I bought the mic, uh, the woman who sold it to me said, oh, this is Dick Wright's mic. Uh, And I have the cardboard box right here, and it has a very nice little signature on it that says Dick Wright. And apparently Dick Wright was a trumpet player who uh, lived in Indianapolis and who died, I believe in, well, let me look it up. So Richard Dick Lee Wright, 83, passed away August 17th, 2018 in Indiana. He was born August 27th, 1934 in Yakima, Washington. He enrolled in the U.S. Air Force and served as a staff sergeant in the U.S. Air Force Band in Europe, earning several commendations. After his service, Dick and his growing family moved to New England, where he received a professional diploma in arranging and composition from Berklee School of Music in Boston. Then he taught at Berklee, performed and recorded in Boston area studios, mastering over 20 instruments. In 2009, he moved to Indiana. Throughout his entire 83 years, Dick loved music above all else. So yeah, this microphone is from that guy. It's been places. And I think that's kind of cool. That's pretty great. That's Berkeley-level microphone right there. Yeah. And it's a beautiful microphone. It's very well taken care of. Yeah. How do you tell <laughs> How do you tell it? Beautiful. Uh, oh, it's just, it doesn't have a mark on it. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It looks brand new. I thought it was like a like a guitar thing. Like, you can just look at guitars and be like, mm. well, that that's a nice one. Or grills. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, 
Dick Wright, we salute you and we hope that you would enjoy our podcast that we're making with your microphone now. So that's what's new. So let's get to the episode, you think? Yeah. Welcome to Neophile. Hi. Aaron. Aaron K. Drew. Hello, Jed. Electrocardio Drew Ooh. is what I call you sometimes really? in my head. Yeah. That's that's charming. I <laughs> I'd like to know what else people call me. I said I called you that once in front of Gwendolyn Dot and mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Dot, who is a nurse, laughed at it. And I was like, wow, the one person that might have laughed at that happened to be sitting near me when I said it kind of out loud to myself. You found your constituency. Yes, I did. The, the right audience. Yes. You used a word that I really enjoyed, which was prescription. Mm-hmm. What is your what is your prescription for me? My prescription for your odd time, yes, um, includes. Well, <laughs> it mostly centers around a journey to the Irvington flea market. Oh, which is my gold standard of seedy and bizarre flea markets, and generally junk expeditions. I don't know. There's a lot of good things happening there. So where's the Irvington Flea Market? Have um, I been there? It's on East Washington Street, um, and it can be accessed on foot from the Pinsey Trail, which starts in Irvington. So I would prescribe that you walk there because mm. the Pinsey Trail is really weird. Okay, so there's, so there's a Pinsey Trail. There's a Irvington what? Sorry, Irvington Swap Meet. Irvington Flea Market. Irvington Flea Market. Is it by, uh, what's it near? Is it near anything else? It's like, in like a completely abandoned strip mall complex. There used to be a marsh over there. Okay. I have been near there. Okay. I, I think I... I feel like if you've been, you'd remember. I've, I've looked at it from the outside and not gone in because it looked closed, I think. Because there was no, not nary, nary a vehicle in sight. Usually you'll see abandoned vehicles and maybe people sleeping in them over mm. there when it's open, <laughs> which is three <laughs> days a week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Okay. That's pretty standard for, I remember Liberty Bell Flea Market used to be like that too. Me too. I Well, I also remember Liberty Bell Flea Market and mm-hmm. because my grandma used to take me there as a child. Oh yeah. She also had a uh, taste for the CD uh, secondhand. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the, shopping expeditions? have you ever been to the Peddler's Mall? Yes. That's just up the street here a little bit yes yeah this is better this is my like i said it's my gold standard (laughs) that's uh (laughs) i wasn't wasn't trying to compare and Uh, so you know there's the impression you can have of it from the outside but there's also the impression you can have of it before entering through its website which is amazing oh okay so there's a website okay so 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 far we have a three-pronged attack i need to walk to the irvington flea market by way of the penzi trail Mm -hmm. I need to, before doing that, research the Irvington Flea Market on its website? I think you'll appreciate the website. So website first, then walk on the trail to the place, and then go into the place and bask. Yes. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't want you to necessarily describe in detail what is happening there. But I want you to describe in as much detail as you can what happens inside of you when you are there. Often I'm working through some sort of hangover, Mm. which already has me in a space of both benevolence and um, (laughs) (laughs) curiosity. I, I feel like a chemical imbalance actually serves it really well. 
um, the experience <laughs> because it, it uh, produces a giddiness in me. Mm. You're doing a great job so far of describing. I, I'm really picking up a picture. I feel fear. (laughs) (laughs) I feel curiosity. Fear is definitely there. There's like, like I said, I, I, seediness might be a term worth parsing, but Mm, um, mm. it's definitely represented. It's like, you know it when you see it. Mm -hmm. Um, It produces in me feelings of appreciation Mm. for overlooked things and spaces and the people that hang out in them. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel curious about the people who work there and make it a regular part of their lives. Mm. Um, I've, I've imagined producing an audio journey or an audio companion to the Irvington flea market, because I feel like there are stories, mm-hmm. um, that I would like to draw out of the people who run, Interesting. who curate these various booths yeah. in so many different styles. I've wanted to do art projects around uh, mm-hmm. the Irvington Flea Market for a minute, including and and as a way of kind of approaching my own fear and hesitation of talking to strangers and being in uncomfortable places, just because I think um, the curiosity that this brings out in me is unique. Like, I don't experience it a lot. Sure. Um, I've thought about becoming an artist in residence <laughs> at the Irvington Flea Market. I've I've... Often, I've had a similar impulse. Like anytime I go into any of one of those places where you can rent a booth, yes, there's like something about the like, what if I just rented this weirdo booth where nothing's for sale? It's just like some art installation, and I tell people come visit my art installation in Supermercadito. Totally, uh, <laughs> it would be a, a great way to spend you know three days a week for one month. Mm-hmm. I think that would be. I don't know. I just, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and doing it as a residency would be really funny. Just inviting a different artist to take over the the booth once a month. Right. Like I said, I don't want to ruin a -hmm. lot of it for Mm -hmm. you, but there's um, a vivid cafe in the flea market that I think would be... Now, is that just you describing it, or is that the name of the place? No. (laughs) I I wish it was. Good luck finding out what the name of it is. Oh, okay. You you should... (laughs) <laughs> There's a menu you you could flip through. It might have some clues. Okay, okay. Um, but I think that the cafe would be a good place for a book club. <laughs> you could probably find several copies of one book in you know the flea market that then would be, well, this is what we read and this is what we discuss. My only worry is that you're overselling it and I'm okay. gonna, and I'm gonna get too excited. But mm. I'm pretty excited right now. Okay, because I I like this kind of stuff. A couple of years ago, I became obsessed with the idea of finding awesome 35 millimeter point and shoot cameras. And I literally, I didn't go to the Irvington flea market because it always seemed like it was not open. I literally probably went to every Goodwill, like in a 50 mile radius of which there are many. I was all over the central part of this state looking for point and shoot film cameras to, to take pictures with. And I got so many of them. And then I put a roll of film into one of them and took some pictures and printed one of them and was like, I don't like 35 millimeter. Mm. And so, yeah, now I just have a lot of cameras that I'll never use. You could sell them in a booth that you, that you rent. <laughs> no, I can't. No. <laughs> Nobody would buy them. Uh, <laughs> I've thought about that before. 
I'm excited about this as a subject because I have been to many places like this. I've been to like Emporium on 40 or whatever that is out on the West side. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been to a lot of these places. So I'm excited that this is like the one that you really keyed in on and think is special. And I'm, I'm happy to discuss why it's, it's special. This is very strange too, because honestly, I've lived on this side of town for literally my whole life. Yeah, it's pretty close to your house. It's very close to my house and I've never been there. To be honest, it's gutsy of you to walk into my east side home and be like, uh, you're going to go to this east side place that you've never been to. It's like, how do you know I've never been there? But I haven't. So I'm glad it worked out this way. Kudos. So I'm going to walk there. I'm going to go in. I'm going to experience it. I'm going to see if I can find the name of the cafe. Like, can we think of some other scavenger hunt-esque kind of things that we could throw in there? Like, Pick, pick a book for the book club. Multiple books for the book club. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to remember that one. I I like kind of want to tell you some of the things I've found there. Tell, tell me some of the things you found there. That's a good one. Um, recently unearthed a cassette tape mm-hmm. that was a psychic reading a phone call between Congresswoman Julia Carson and her psychic advisor. That's, I feel like Indiana Jones right now. I'm like, that should be in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> so that's significant. <laughs> that's very significant. Was this like, was this just like a blank tape with just writing on it? Or it, was this like something that was produced in a factory? It was definitely not produced in a factory. It was like, you know, in a box of random cassettes. Um, was it marked? It is marked. I think it's like the name of the medium. Mm. And then it was like an Indiana address. All of her phone calls were recorded and sent. Okay. Like all of the readings are available to listen to later. Oh, wow. So with a few context clues, you know, that was picked up. But wow. You know. Wow. That, that was a compelling listen. Yeah. For those of you who don't aren't from Indianapolis, uh, Julia Carson was our congresswoman for a long time, and now her son Andre Carson is our current representative. I I know like outside of Indianapolis, this probably isn't playing as a big deal, but it's a pretty big deal. It was pretty personal information. Too. Yes, exactly. Wow, the, um, the, from the you know godless. Uh, Democrats <laughs> yeah. relying on the dark arts to yeah. guide their uh, decisions. That's uh, yeah, that's quite a find. I'm I won't I'm 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 not going to expect to find anything okay. that amazing yeah. there. The second thing I got, which I have a pretty uh, weird relationship to stuff. Like I don't really I I love to look at it, and I almost never feel like I need to own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't feel like I need to own stuff either. But I we're sitting in a room surrounded by a bunch of stuff that I have that's useless. I and you spoke <laughs> about your cameras. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Um, but I did feel like I needed to own this ceramic sluggo head. Sluggo head. Sluggo is a character from. Uh, the comic strip Nancy it was written by Ernie Bushmiller. Oh, I think I know Nancy. Yeah. I think she's got kind of the 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 black fro. Totally. Disc-shaped yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it's it's a classic and at times trippy comic. Um but this was a ceramic sluggo head that I was just like I need to well, I I definitely need to own that. And sure. it was a thing where I like um I pined after it for a few weeks, which is what I which is my gauge of if I should 
mm. indeed owned the thing. So you so you went there. Yeah. You went home. Yeah. And you you prayed on it, and then you came back and you got it. Correct. For a couple of weeks, did you say? I yeah. And uh, the initial price that had been quoted to me was twenty bucks, mm. and I was like, I don't know, it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is know, a lot of money for nothing. <laughs> I, I, you know, like I said, like you say, I prayed on it, I slept, I uh, discussed it with my psychic, and uh, I came back with my twenty bucks and was like, "How much for the na- the, the sluggo head?" And the different attendant there said ten bucks, and I was like, "You got yourself a deal." <laughs> Make it eight and you got a deal is what I would have said. Yeah. You get in, get it in there. I'm deeply into this. So my prescription is website, Pinsy Trail to the, to the flea market, get in there, check out the cafe, see if I can find out what the name of the cafe is. Look for a book for a book club. So I need at least, at least three copies of a book. Uh, and then my own object of significance, historical or personal love, otherwise wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming today. I'm going to get on doing that. We'll get back together after the break and talk about what happened. I look forward to hearing about your adventure. Folks, this week we're going to talk about turtles. Hell yeah! What what's up with those guys? Are they inside or are they outside? <laughs> Don't nobody know. No, but for real, this is uh, again where we optimistically think that we'll put some some advertisers, the underwear ones, the sh- shaving ones, hiring people, wh- whoever would want to advertise us. We're neophile podcast, as we say in the intro. We do your favorite thing for the very first time. Uh, we really just appreciate you listening to us. If you want us to try your favorite thing, try emailing us at neophilepodcast at gmail.com. Neophile, it's an old word, but it's maybe new to some of us. It's N-E-O-P-H-I-L-E podcast.com. Go to our website and you can find all the various ways to get in touch with us. There's Instagram, there's Twitter, and again, email and, and all that. If you don't mind, like, telling friends about us that you think might like us or maybe your friend does something kind of crazy or, or different that we can make maybe a little less crazy by doing it ourselves. And, yeah, let's get back to Jed and Aaron. So, Aaron K. Drew, welcome back to Neophile. Hi, Jed. And full disclosure, everybody, since the break that we just had, I have gone to the Irvington Flea Market twice and... Aaron and I already had a conversation about it in which many things were revealed, like exciting things were revealed and real reactions were were had. It was rich. It was nomadic. There was nuance. It was really good. Um, but something messed up with my recording setup here and we didn't get any of Aaron's audio. So maybe at some point uh, we'll release just my audio as like a bonus episode, as a terrible, terrible bonus episode. <laughs> um, what we're going to attempt to do right now is we did this two days ago, and Aaron is going to try to tell me what happened to me at the Irvington Flea Market and at the Pinsy Trail beforehand. So walk us through what happened to me, and I will fill in any blanks as necessary. I'm looking forward to this as a memory exercise. Like I said, I like to be tasked. Should I just start by saying what happened to you and you, will you occasionally interject? Or? I think that's okay. probably, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Okay. We'll just try it out. Um, so Jed, 
you took my prescription uh-huh. not once but twice, mm-hmm. attempting to follow it to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it started on a Saturday, the Saturday before Easter. That is correct. It was rainy. It was it, a rainy day. It was. You walked there on the Penzi Trail. You went through Coal Yard Coffee, mm-hmm. which was part of the prescription. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we discussed the decor, um, and I think you said its concept was... I don't remember either. It was... Industrial... Like arts uh, and crafts. Industrial, industrial arts, arts and, and crafts. crafts. That's cool. what it was. <laughs> so you, you started from there, as I encouraged you to do. You had a big umbrella. I like imagining the big umbrella. You said, did yeah. it belong to your dad or something? Yes. Yes. Big rainbow umbrella, like a golf umbrella. Yeah. But he doesn't golf. I, I picture it in my mind's eye. You said you walked along the Penzi Trail. There weren't a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. You walked past the small pasture where sometimes... A horse and a donkey are grazing. They were not there. I didn't mention that, but that did happen. (laughs) And you just reminded me that that happened to me in my real life because we didn't talk about it. No animals. No animals. No animals. So you you came in, you're walking along the Penzi Trail and entered our uh, Irvington Flea Market. Mm -hmm. That's correct. You entered through the cafe. I entered, yeah, near the cafe. Yep. Oh, I should back up and start by saying... You looked at the website, so you had some context for entering I did look at the website. And what happens on the website if you don't disable JavaScript? If you don't just disable JavaScript, the website starts to download lots of audio files (laughs) because every page you open plays or is supposed to play a delightful tune. That is correct. And let's download Tinder.mid again and listen to that. Love it. <laughs> I'm really glad that I brought this speaker in here. Bar none. Irvingtonfleamarket.com? <laughs> yeah, that is correct. So you knew from looking at the website that the cafe was, was called Rachel's. That is correct. It is called Rachel's. Let me let me let this let me let this play out. Okay, we'll let her finish. Yeah, we'll let her talk. So that's lovely, isn't it? It really is. It actually, you know, it's funny. Is it's it's great. It's great. I love it. It doesn't match the Irvington no. Flea Market. No. That doesn't match the Irvington Flea Market. Nor does it particularly match the website, which is, I describe it as what Vaporwave wishes it was. Like, it's <laughs> it's that gold standard of just crappy, like, so the web page we described as looking kind of like this, the wallpaper in the room in which we're sitting, where it's like a tiled... Um, cloudscape yeah tiled cloudscape is a great way dense, to describe it dense with colorful text mm-hmm. yes. some animated colorful graphics hyper, hyperlinks yes. colorful hyperlinks there's there's not a lot of text it's pretty much all links <laughs> um links to vendors pages which you know we can touch on that mm-hmm. at some point but um through this website <laughs> oh we have to read okay Remember, we have to read this, that, and the others. Oh yeah, inventory. We definitely will. Did you read their inventory before you went? I did not. Okay, I did not. I think it's worth reading. Yeah. So each booth has its own web page on this website, mm-hmm. and some of them, the best of them, 
have a have a detailed description of what you can expect to find yes. within their walls. Um, okay, so this is this that ni other. Um, that's N E in quotes. This that ni other gift shop. At our shop, you will find a wide variety of items like angles, water fountains inside and out, dolphins, frogs, and turtles, dragons, collectibles of all sorts, blankets and throws, custom clocks. With your photo. But it goes on. Uh, Dolls, elephants and giraffes, fantasy misting fountains, glassware, incense candles, and oils. Body jewelry, Indians, Southwest, and cowboys and cowgirls, oil burners and oils, lions, pictures, and motion pictures. (laughs) Talkies. White tigers, yellow tigers, Cheetahs and Panthers, Wizards, Dragons, Skeletons and Gargoyles, Ceramic Tea Sets, Wall Decor, Mirrors, Cows, Pigs and Chickens, Unicorns, Swords and Knives. The selection is always changing, so come see what's new. That's one word. Come see what's new. So we discussed while that page kind of gave you a taste of what was to come, Mm -hmm. that place in and of itself was an exception because the booth styles range wide wildly mm-hmm. from I sure do this is one of the more curated ones we're saying that one is yeah oh no 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 it's not no. it is not that is the opposite the booth styles range from yard sale to hoarder's house perma yard sale i love perma yard sale you said it felt like a uh, grad school like mfa program oh yeah oh yeah definitely building. the whole building feels like a like graduate studios, like graduate art studios where everybody has their own booth and you know walk in there and they've got stuff. I went to grad school with a woman named uh, Lily Hearn Foundation and we would go to visit her studio and she'd be like, this is the art that I'd want to talk about. And she would ha- and the whole place would look like one giant installation where there's just like a, a, a bulletin board that has like like locks of hair taped to it and and all, and we're looking at like all of this very interesting stuff. And she kept on having to be like, "Hey, over here, this yeah. is where the art is." And it's like, "No, Lily, the art's everywhere in here." Yes, there's like, I feel like I'm the art standing in here, and that's what the Irvington Flea Market is like. So, in addition to there being booths that were staffed by people, there are definitely back booths that have like garbage bags full of mm-hmm. tin cans. Yep. Garbage bags full of tin cans was definitely a thing that I saw in a booth that it was very difficult for me to tell where I could and could not go. Yeah. Because there's like an area that's behind the counter, but I don't know like how anyone could be expected to shop from behind the counter. And it's like, it's not like the things behind the counter are more valuable. Mm-hmm. Some of them are. Like there was, there were a few paintball guns that looked pretty enticing. I do think the question of value is really interesting there, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cafe. The cafe. You described as so you knew that it was called Rachel's, mm-hmm. although there was no sign inside. Mm-hmm. Um and you said there were a lot of people hanging out around the cafe, but no one seemed to be eating nor did signs of cooking seem to be happening. Yeah, there wasn't anybody that I could tell worked there. Okay. You didn't order anything that was not like the obvious function of the cafe. Yeah. I, I could not. Yeah. I wanted to get something from the cafe. I went hungry. Mm. What would you wanted to get? Pork tenderloin. Oh. <laughs> Duh. I didn't talk about this, but I found the arcade. Oh, the arcade's awesome. 
And the arcade. It's by the head shop. Yeah, it is by the head shop. The arcade, it's mostly based on prize based machines. Yes. So like a thing where you like, you know, you get a plastic egg Mm -hmm. or whatever, or like a sticker. There's a claw drop. There's a claw drop. Did you play any games? They all look good. They're good. I'm I'm not a game I'm not a gamer. Mm -hmm. I I did not play any of those. They looked disappointing. They reminded me of a time in my childhood when every once in a while I would get a like a dollar store toy mm-hmm. and I was really used to like name brand He-Man stuff. Yeah. And they give you a dollar store toy and you're just like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that is. And, you know, I'm sure I wasn't nice about it either because I used to be a lot less nice. They're like grocery store games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So things like that. I look at them and I say, you know what? That's not for me. Mm-hmm. That's and I, I I barely see them. I just make a note of it and I move on. So that's what happened. You made some acquisitions. I did in the first yeah on the first day. I bought two similar things. This is where you bought the Childcraft encyclopedias. Yes. Okay. So Jed has them here. They're lovingly bound in orange leather. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one is art and science. There's the art. No. And- Art and music edition. Mm-hmm. Art and music. And then there's like science and technology. Uh, science and industry. Science and industry, of course. Science and industry for the coal yard. Right. Um, this is actually, these two books are the coal yard because it is, it is art and music, but also science I and industry. See. Yeah. Industrial arts and crafts. Yeah, exactly. We confirm that the book looks kind of dull, yep. although Jed and I have both devoted our lives to art and it's study and practice <laughs> yeah um and i think maybe that's the reason why it seems dull to us is mm. that this does not this does not visit the parts of art that we are passionate about yeah if i was a kid it this wouldn't this wouldn't really speak to me yeah so while acquisitions at irvington flea market are significant i'm interested in the context of the booth in which you found this and the vendor mm-hmm. and kind of their like vendor side manner mm-hmm. vend- store side manner this Particular booth was one that was like three booths, if you recall, and it was a uh, um, it was a relatively young man. There was a big poker table in there, and it was a little more orderly. And he had goods that were priced pretty correctly, mm-hmm. if you recall. You didn't have to hunt for prices. Well, I did have to hunt for prices, but they were priced correctly in that I saw a camera lens and was like, oh man, that that's a $75 camera lens. I wonder if I I wonder if it's like 20 bucks. And I looked at the price and it was $75. So this yeah, is somebody like who, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, had done their homework. And he was a relatively quiet man, soft spoken, with a mustache and some kind of hat. But anyway, so I got those two things. They were $10 for the two of them, $5 a piece, if you want to do the math. That's a little high. Mm-hmm. It's a little high for in there. But, you know, um, I also bought two decks of cards. That's right. That were marked at $2. And as soon as I touched them, the woman said. Those are $1. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, she broke the first rule and negotiated with herself. Yes. <laughs> and... I walked out of there with two sweet, terrible decks of cards. <laughs> She's also probably not the f- not the first nor the last vendor to directly engage you just b- upon touching 
an item mm-hmm. yes. in the flea market. Exactly. That's that's another style. By the way, just to backtrack, in that first trip, there was also the exchange between the two men where one said, you'll be back. And the other one said, kiss my ass. And the other one said, fuck you. And then the guy that said, kiss my ass said, it'll be the best fuck you ever had. Nice. Uh, and I think one of them might have been involved in this realization as I was standing there. I had just bought my third item, mm-hmm. which was the Super 8, Super 8 Keystone Cops film. Nice. I'll put, I'll put pictures of all these things on Instagram for the people. So I remember you said that uh, one of the vendors said, oh, shit, it's the bless you guy. It's It's the... The God bless kid. The God bless kid. The God. No, but listen to the inflection. The God bless kid. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's the. The two pistoled God bless kid. Yeah, exactly. The God bless kid. And as soon as he said that, I heard a man say, hey, God bless you. Hey, God bless you. And he comes around the corner. And who is it but? An East Side celebrity, a fellow you had seen, jovial street preacher type mm-hmm. who you had spotted on the east side but never seen indoors mm-hmm. you said he was wearing a denim outfit that when you'd viewed from a distance had looked a little dingy but upon closer inspection you saw that his hat jacket and pants were scrawled with writing mm-hmm. with like a ballpoint pen mm-hmm. you said of religious tracks yeah exactly though it could be, I think his pants are denim, but it was just like a regular, he's he's head to toe white. Okay. White, white hat, white button down. Yeah. He looks kind like- Wearing the same outfit You're today. wearing the same thing today. You should go find him. Yeah. I know exactly where he is. He stands on 10th Street, just a little bit west of Arlington, outside that church right there, and he gesticulates wildly at the cars as they go by. And he's been there for years. You described his his overall energy as jovial. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he was. He was that, you know, he was the happy Christian in there. But I could also see like, that's the kind of thing that if it were an independent film that would turn on a dime and he would get real nasty real fast. Mm -hmm. So the bless you kid proceeded to bless you Mm -hmm. and everyone around you. Yes. Despite them never having sneezed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Not Not a sneeze in the house. Yeah. He would also say God is good all the time a lot. And you you said that you were thrilled. You felt like you truly saw a celebrity. There was, yeah. There was a That was the and feeling. I, and I kinda I kinda lurked a little bit. You said he had a posse. He had yeah, he had like two women with him, I think. And it seemed like they were maybe like maybe family members or like church friends. Yeah. They 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 looked like yeah. Church cohort. And yeah, I hovered. I hovered near him just to hear what he might say, to sort of get a look. I tried to see what some of the stuff was written on him. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a thing, thing I was like, Jesus is the truth or something like that. I feel like there were maybe some hashtags. And it was really interesting because some of the writing was faded. Mm-hmm. Like he's been writing on this and then washing it and then writing again. The thing that he said that caught your attention was he was transfixed by some some object. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, well, that's different. Yeah, that's different. And and you were craning your neck and almost laying on the floor in an attempt to see what <laughs> yes. he was talking about. But did you ever get to? I did not. I didn't see it. He said that's different. He's like, I'm gonna have to buy this because that's that's different. That's that is that's different. But we don't know what it is. Don't know what it was. He was looking at jewelry. He was considering purchasing a cross mm-hmm. because I think he's Christian. He stayed at that booth for a long time. Like I left and came back. But anyway, what I bought was you bought a videotape. 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the title of the film is? I do not. It is something deeply moralizing. Mm-hmm. Its title is In Your Wildest Dreams. And then there are some study questions. So there's some questions for parents watching the film with their families. Yeah. And before we get into this, um, spoiler alert, um, there is a major plot point revealed uh, in this. Yeah. So if you're planning on watching In Your Wildest Dreams, uh, a movie that came out in 1991 and was distributed only through these VHS tapes, then, you know, go ahead one minute. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, if something is legal, does that always mean it is right? Mm-hmm. Why did Mark feel like he should be able to keep the money? Mm. Have you ever returned something that wasn't yours? How did it make you feel? I've done that. I accidentally, uh, I've definitely sold some books people have lent to me to bookstores. Oh, whoa. I, like I said, my, my ethics are pretty slippery. I didn't have a lot of <laughs> yeah. parent discussions. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's it's all of us. I'm impressed you made it through this film as long as, as far as you did. Uh, it was, it was really mostly only like 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes. It was 50 cents, which a, is a steal of a deal. You bought this tape and then you saw your third acquaintance, mm-hmm. a person with which you had s- some storied past mm-hmm. that you encountered in the flea market. So in the back of the mall, there's kind of like a weapons region. Uh huh. There are some crossbows. There are some... I walked right past that booth. I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody in no, there. No, they're There's uh, some air rifles. Mm-hmm. But there was also at least one person that you knew because he lived next door to a house that your mother used to rent. Mm-hmm. She used to own the house and rent it out to people. Yeah. Um, and that had been a site for a lot of sketchy stuff over the years. Yeah. So it was a house that was my mom's doctor's office here on the east side. And when she stopped using it as her office, she rented it out to a woman who eventually was hit by a truck. And then she rented it out to a woman who was stabbed to death by her boyfriend. Crazy. In the house. Yeah. But her, but she died at the hospital. So. Okay. We don't. It did. Nobody died in the house. <laughs> and that was my studio for a while. I would go down there. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The murder house. That was my studio oh, for a while. Lord. And I would go down in the basement and just fire my twenty two caliber pistol into different art pieces and nobody ever said anything because you know you can't hear it and oh my god even if you could hear it like what are you gonna do call the cops wow you're, you're doing something worse yeah it's not a cop calling zone it is not a cop calling zone but there was a good deal of surveillance going on mm-hmm. and so the neighbor that was this guy that now mans a booth at the urgent mm-hmm. flea market i ran into this guy yes and he's the neighbor of that house and he similarly just like doesn't really live there. And after we sold that house, we finally got it sold. My parents tried to sell it for like 15 years and then they gave the job to me. They were like, if you think you can sell it, go for it. And I got a guy on it and it was sold in a month. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like, yeah, you know what? I don't, maybe I don't have a career or like a retirement plan or. A marketable skill. But you're good at talking. But I know a bunch of people. And (laughs) one of the people that I know gave me the name of somebody who sold this house in a month. So um, we sold it and it somebody just squatted in it for like a year Mm -hmm. because we sold it to some company. And they weren't doing anything with it. And so some people 
started their own automotive business and and were just living, squatting in this house. They're entrepreneurs. Tearing it up. Yeah. Um, I drove past there the other day right before I ran into them and there was just all of this garbage outside of it. Like they had gone and somebody had gutted the house or something. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, he told me all about that. So it seems like you had this real moment of connection with that guy, you mm-hmm. know, recounting mm-hmm. your shared experience and some stuff that you had never heard about. Yeah. But exactly. all the while you said you were kind of curious about what was actually in his booth and you're like, dang, that seems like one I'd actually like to look at. But now it feels weird to browse and like yeah. to be sort of creating your head around looking at the Those were my exact, wares. those exact emotions. And as I was craning my head around, do you remember what object my eyes fell upon? A fake rifle? It was a fake Uzi, but it was such a well-made fake Uzi that it looked like there was just an Uzi hanging on the wall of this place. He told me that after the people who had been squatting in our old house, all the while just keeping repeating the the phrase, I know it's not your fault. I know it's it's not your fault. And then he introduced me to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Who was a much older woman who also ran a booth. Exactly. And do you remember what she asked me? Do you want to be... My boyfriend? I don't know. No, no what'd no. she say? She asked me if I wanted to buy some candy from her. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Which it's is, a come on. is the love language. Oh, yeah, that's is the, the love, love language, language of the Irvington flea market. <laughs> and I was like, this has been one of the most East Side things I've ever done in my entire life. Nice. And it felt real good. And then I went somewhere and got some food because I was starving. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out, I couldn't crack the code on Rachel's. Right. Do you think I recounted this pretty faithfully? I think so. Well, I've obviously shared my passion for this space with you for the ways that it makes me feel, which is curious, but also afraid. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that is unique for, I mean, I pay attention when I feel those things because they don't happen very often. You could totally make a a modern fairy tale that takes place in a flea market like this. Hmm. You could make a modern fairy tale where like, you know, a child wanders into the woods yeah. of the Irvington flea market and finds a witch mm-hmm. and and finds like a, a noble huntsman that's going to save them in the end. This could be like, I could see Guillermo del Toro making like an amazing film. Yeah, just based on yeah the people one might encounter. It's, their... And it's like a labyrinth. Mm-hmm. It's like a labyrinth. It's... it's like a woods. There are wondrous things inside of this place. I'm picking up what you're putting down. The people in there are kind of awesome. I mean, I'm sure they're flawed just like everybody, but they've got an actual real community. Like I saw one man handing a, like a suit coat to another man that he seemed to know and like, try it on. And he tries it on. It's like, ah, like it was made for you. Look at that. Like it was a, like very warm moments mm-hmm. and very nice, very nice vibes throughout the place. It's a, and I, yeah, it's a subculture. Yeah, and like even the even the you know the kiss my ass fuck you best fuck you'll ever have was playful and not tense or anything, and even like the God bless kid like it's like a village in there. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a small town. Yeah, my old neighbor there, he even said like, yeah, this is a you know this is a great place. First time you've been here, like we have a good time here. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for going to one of my favorite places in the city, Jeff. Thank you for telling me about one of my favorite places, and it's still insane to me that it's like literally in my backyard. It is so close, and I've been to so many places like that. A couple of years ago, when I was deep into my like flea market antique store 
hunting for camera equipment mm-hmm. thing, I would have seen that guy's booth that had the $75 lenses and I would have been like, this is amazing. I probably would have bought one. So thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Do you want to tell the people how they can see your stuff or experience I, your work? I have a website. It's AaronKDrew.com. And I also used to do an art talk show called Putty, which Jed was actually a guest on in the past. And there's a website for that. It's putty.neocities.org. All right. Aaron K. Drew, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being a, a guest on Neophile. Thank you, Jed. Jed, that sounds really cool. <laughs> sounds like you got some really good stuff. I, well, I got, some, I got some medium stuff, but I had a great time. Yes, I too, actually, this is one of those instances where I learned about the challenge beforehand and I, I got to go to the flea market as well. And I oh, you went? <laughs> had you went? a good time. Oh, yeah? Yes, I did. I found all sorts of things and there were just piles of things that I couldn't look through entirely. So there's more things yeah. Oh, yeah. that I just left. There's there's one booth in particular that I went there the other day and I had a like a a fantasy about like one day having looked at everything in that booth, like actually like reach through and just physically touch each thing in that booth and it would be so hard. Yeah. But yeah, it was great, great experience. I'm really happy to have Erin K. Drew on the show. She's amazing. I'm going to miss her when she's gone. And uh, it's a fun place to navigate. I will send out a warning for people like that are like me with bowel issues. <laughs> they have no stall doors on their toilets. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, yeah, that's, that's too bad. I missed the porn room and I missed the, the doorless stall. The other bathrooms. porn room. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's go on to the Ooh. movie challenge. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk to you about punch drunk proxy. Uh, no, <laughs> it was Hudsucker proxy. <laughs> you combined punch drunk love and Hudsucker proxy. <laughs> that's my favorite part no i didn't i didn't watch your movie yeah it, you you said you weren't going to so i'm not right. i'm not surprised and then you don't have to apologize i'm not sorry but what do you do you have a movie this week i do have a movie this week again? but first you have to tell us what you did on on sunday instead of instead of watching that movie all right what'd you do <laughs> what'd you do last sunday instead of watching this movie did a couple things actually for this podcast. Sundays are usually the day where I can catch up on most of the editing. Mm-hmm. So I did some of that. I also made pasta, I believe. If you want juicy details, did some laundry. Uh, and then I worked in some clay. I work in clay for a living and I did some of that on my Sunday night. Okay. So you made pasta, you did laundry, and you worked on two projects. Instead of watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Although you talked to me last week about passions. You talked about passions last week. I did. A couple of weeks ago. I did. How you moved a TV into your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe I can figure out a way to get these movies playing while I'm actually doing something else. Because if I'm just making pottery in my room, I don't need to look at my hands all the time. I can... Maybe mm-hmm. I can have a movie playing in there. I certainly spent a lot of time uh, hollowing out logs of clay to make tea bowls uh, while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So really, it can be done. Okay, so there's hope for this segment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty sure I'm going to get you this week. I've got a, I've got a good one for you now. Okay. So I'm going to put three minutes on the clock. This is this is Jed tries to convince Paul to watch a movie, but he doesn't like movies very much, so it's real hard. 
The segment. Segment. <laughs> uh, okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. Have you ever seen Evil Dead 2? I have not. Okay. Have you seen Evil Dead 1? No. Good. Because you don't need to see it. It would just... Throw it out of there. It would just confuse you and and spoil the second one for you. Because Evil Dead 1, side note, <laughs> in my three minutes, is... Uh, is basically like they made Evil Dead 1 and then they were like, we can do better than that. And so they made Evil Dead 2 that's just basically the same movie but way, way better. Okay, so. But they um, called it 2. Yeah, they called it Evil Dead 2. <laughs> um, same main actor and everything. Uh, okay, so, uh, oh, okay. Uh, have you ever, do you like any horror movies ever? N- not usually, no. Okay, there's never been one that you've liked. Have you ever liked a comedy? Yes. Okay, got good news for you. This is a horror comedy. Yay. Right. Okay. So it's got some horror. It's got some comedy. Um, it has it has it's demons. There's like a redneck couple and a preppy couple. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, a really a really cool dude who's like a like a he's like a hapless. Um, he's kind of like a hapless doofus, but he's like the main character. And so like imagine like um, like a slapstick comedy where um, you're. Um, uh, your sort of your protagonist guy is a uh, um, just a uh, hapless dude, and he's getting batted around and bounced around, and he's fighting like demons who are trying to eat his soul. They're like, "I'll swallow your soul! I'll swallow your soul!" <laughs> it's like a line from the movie, and like it's super cool. It's directed by Sam Raimi, the guy that directed the Spider-Man movies, and he invented a. Uh, you're making a face, and that's okay. There's a ton of Spider-Man movies. Well, he the first ones. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and he invented a cool trick for this movie. I think for this movie, where they mounted a two by four on the front of the camera, and then just like ran around with the camera and had it like bust down doors, chasing people and stuff like that. That's that's, cool. that's I thought I would. Get you with that one um also at one point um they started making all of the different demon blood different colors like green and blue and stuff like that because they were so afraid they were going to get like an x rating uh, <laughs> they were like let's make some of this 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 stuff thing uh uh different colors so anyway 45 seconds left uh i'm quick rundown of the plot there's a cabin in the woods there's a, a book called the necronomicon that is bound in human skin and written in blood and they accidentally open a portal and all these demons come out and um, there's awesome weapons like at the end I don't want to spoil it for you but at the end I'm trying to get you here he his his arm he loses his arm somehow uh, or his hand and he replaces it with a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like his weapon and it's just really badass really fun uh, light light horror comedy and I think you would enjoy it Okay. Did we do it? Uh, did you? Under the time limit? Yeah, that's under the time limit. I might check it out. <laughs> All right. I don't know for sure, but I might. That's, I feel that. like we need a, I feel like we need a, I feel like we need a definitive answer. If, we're, if we got to go definitive, I'm going to say no, because who knows what I'll have to do on my Sunday night. I am your host, Jedediah Johnson, and Paul is the co-host and the editor. That's all the people that that's the whole credits everybody <laughs> we want to thank uh we want to thank aaron drew for coming on we want to honor dick Wright by by using his his microphone as best we can you can email us at neophilepodcast at gmail.com and if you want to check us out on instagram or twitter it's neophilepodcast give us something new to do email us and maybe we'll do it thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it you're listening to neophile neophile
file. Neophile. Neophile.